Pastor McPherson. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Praise God. God is good. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, you can, you can bring it right up. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, the, the, the stool is just to help me to stay still. Um, Because I move around a lot. And uh, so there's a strategy in the stool. And, uh, and uh, so that helps me, helps me to kind of be still a little bit. Do you love the Lord this morning? Yeah. Praise God. Can you give Jesus a hand of praise? Oh, come on. Can you give Jesus a hand of praise? Can we give him a standing ovation maybe? Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Jesus really is Lord. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Jesus really is Lord. Jesus really is Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you so much, River Ben, for allowing me to share with you this, this morning. And don't you just thank God for, for Pastor Bobby Hill and his dear wife, Carrie Hill. Don't you thank God for them? I mean, you all here at Riverbend are tremendously blessed to have such wonderful shepherds and such seasoned people of God. They're not novices in the things of God, really love God, and really love the people of God. And that's a blessing today, you all. It really is. It really is a blessing to, to have wonderful shepherds like that. And, and they're not only your shepherd, but he's also my pastor. And I thank God for him and the wonderful work that he does here at Riverbend, but he has a heart for people all over the world. Amen. He's there in South Africa today and ministering there and just a tremendous, tremendous man of God. And I just thank God for him and his and his friendship. And Steve mentioned also, I've got somebody with me today that's been with me for a long, long time. You know what I mean? A long time. We, we started going together in March 17th, 1973. You know, met her in the hallway of Norbury High School. And my mind has not been the same since. <laughs> but this year, we celebrated 38 years of marriage. Amen. You welcome my wife, Pastor Brenda. Thank God for her. Thank God for her. And bring your greetings from Covenant Community Church. And thank you for your prayers for, for Covenant. God is doing great things there. And I thank God for just a wonderful church. And I'm blessed to be a shepherd of all, just a tremendous people, and I thank God for them. And this morning, too, I have a wonderful, wonderful man of God here with me all the way from the Washington, D.C. area, my oldest brother, David McPherson, Jr. Can you welcome him? Come on, stand. <laughs> and you know my sister's here, Ruth here. She's a member here, you know what I mean? But my brother David, he didn't actually come just to hear me speak. He was here for the home-going game with uh, Norfolk State and Hampton University. <laughs> so he just kind of dropped by, you know? <laughs> no, but I thank God for him. And he reminds me of, of uh, my father, my father, the late Bishop David Preston McPherson, Sr. Today, if he was still alive, he would be 102 years old today. Today is actually his birthday. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I just want to talk to you for, for, for a few minutes. 
And do you mind if I sit down from time to time? Because if I don't sit down, I may be out there with you. <laughs> and I don't want to scare you or anything, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, but, uh, but, but, but uh, I move around a lot. But, but, uh, but I want to share with you just for a few minutes on the subject that you're made. Come on, tell your neighbor you're made. Made, you're made. We're gonna, you know what I mean. Not that somebody has found you out or anything like that, or you know what I mean. But, but you, we, we have been created by God. We have been created by, by, by God. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Genesis one, and verses twenty six. That's actually the, the second one. Is not two verses twenty six. It's just you know twenty six and twenty seven there. And then, and then we're gonna go to the uh, second chapter of Genesis, and verse and verse seven. And if you have that, if you've had that already, come on, can you stand with me in honor of the word? And we do something at Covenant, and, uh, and I'm sure Dr. Hill wouldn't mind if I do it here. You know, we declare our faith in the word. How many know it's important to believe in the word of God? That the word of God is, is alive. His word is alive, according to Hebrews 4. The word of God is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it pierces to the asunder of the soul and spirit. Amen? Amen. And so what we do, we declare our faith in the word. We, we say, I believe in the word of God. Then we say, I believe in what the word says I can be. I believe in what the word says I can do. I believe in what the word says I can have. I believe in the word of God. Amen. Amen. So can we do that this morning? Come on. I believe in the word of God. I believe in what the word says I can be. I believe in what the word says I can do. I believe in what the word says I can have. I believe in the word of God. Praise God. But let's look at what the word of God says here in Genesis, the first chapter in verses 26 and 27, and then we'll go over to chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, then God said, let us, let us, let Elohim, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man. Is that what your Bible says? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now jump over to chapter 2 and verse 7. And it says, and the Lord, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathe into him, into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being come on let's pray together father god we thank you for your word together today father and we thank you lord god in jesus name that your word is indeed alive thank you lord god for allowing us to gather around the table of your word feed us by your spirit lord god in jesus name you said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but he lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
And so, Father, thank you, God, in Jesus' name, for giving us the sustenance, the nutrition that comes from your word written and spoken. We give you praise in advance, in Jesus' name, for growth and strength and knowledge coming upon us today. That we'll leave this place, Lord God, stronger than we were when we came in. We'll leave this place today more informed than we were when we came in. God, we thank you, God, in Jesus' name, for the power of your living word. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, tell somebody again before you're seated that you're made. Praise God. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down when you sit down. You know, I, I was out and I met, I met Dr. Bobby not too long ago and we met at, we met at Office Max. You know, and we were joking. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a place to meet, isn't it, Office Max? And we were joking with one another how as pastors, as senior pastors, we still are getting copies made for stuff at the church and doing those types of things, and, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and I met him there, and, and of course, yes, he was getting, he was getting some, some brochures taken care of, and I also had some things to, to get copied as, as well. You know, and we've all, we've all had to have certain things copied from time to time and copies made of, of different documents and you know, and, I, and I've, been at, I've been at Office Max and other places like that, you know what I mean, and, and witnessed uh, people having copies made. And it's amazing how sometimes, you know what I mean, and, and, and don't raise your hand, this might be you, but, 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 I, but sometimes people can get upset because the copy doesn't, doesn't look like the original. But the copy is based on the original. Now, I know there's technology today. You can dress it up, fix it up, and whatnot. But still, the original affects the quality of the reproductive copy. Okay? I'm going somewhere with it now. I'm going somewhere with it. Man has wrestled, man has wrestled with, with the origin of the original man. You know, today is my father's, my father's birthday. You know what I mean? I came from his loins. But when you really, really look at it in a technical sense, he did not make me. See, I came through him, but we were made by God. I said we were created by God. Amen. God made the original man. He created the original man. Man, come on, tell your neighbor again, you've been made. We were made, we were made, we were made. Look at, look at, look at, look at chapter two again in verse seven. It says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became the original man, not the copy of man became a living being. In other words, there's something in you that did not come from the ground. That we are very unique creatures. We're like mutants. We're hybrids. <laughs> Don't do anything strange now. Don't do anything. <laughs> but we are, we are unique creatures. We are part terrestrial, but you're also part celestial. There's a part of you that did not come from the ground. There's a part of us that actually came out of God. The Bible says that God actually bent over what he had formed in the ground 
and breathed into him the breath of life. Something came into that, that hunk of clay that was on the ground that did not come from the ground. Amen. That did not come from the dirt. That did not come from the elements in the ground. Something came into man, came into man from God and caused that man to stand upright. There is a spirit in you that did not come from your father. It did not come from your mother. It did not come from evolution. It did not come from the theories of Darwin. It came from God. Amen. Oh, come on. Tell somebody I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. See, I told you this stool is for me. I got to sit back down. Man receives something that does not come from the ground, but from God himself. Spirit, pneuma, life. Here's a, here's a, where's my clicker? Here's a point that I want to make. Realizing that I'm made properly shapes my perspective and frees me to be who God made me to be. That's why the enemy works overtime to confuse people about where they came from. Because if I'm confused about where I came from, I'll be confused about where I'm going. I'll be confused about who I can be. But being that God made me and God made us in his image with God, therefore you can do anything. But if I think I came from a lower form of life, then what I think I can be will be limited. See? <laughs> and that's again, that's why the enemy works overtime to try to convince people that you came from a monkey, you came from something lower, because that sets a cap to your potential. But when God, when I realized that, no, I've been made by the highest being there is. I've been created by him who has no limitations. I've been shaped and molded by one who knows all things, who sees all things, who can do all things. And if he tells me that I can do this, then I can do it. Praise God. Don't you give God, come on, give God praise for that. But realizing, realizing that I'm made. Come on, tell your neighbor, you're made. It's very important that I realize that. That regardless as to how intelligent I may be, regardless as to how, how, how big my IQ may be, regardless as to how much I possess, regardless as to how much I own, I can never escape the immutable fact that I'm made. That I am a created being that I did not make myself. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I did not make myself. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you. You know, in Psalms 103, it says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. On that. Huh? huh? You ever had a child to forget that they were your child? Huh? Huh? And you had to tell them, are you beside yourself? Have you lost your mind? Let me help you to get it back. 
<laughs> they forgot that they were your child, that you were paying the bills, you were paying the mortgage, you were buying the clothes, you were buying the food. You were keeping the lights on, but somehow or another, they forgot that. It's amazing today how many people have forgotten that God made them. That God keeps the lights on, that God provides the food, God provides the water, that this is his planet. I'm living in his house. Oh, come on, can we give God praise? Come on, oh, hallelujah, that this is all his. It all belongs to him. And I cannot get beside myself and begin to think that it's mine. Come on, tell somebody again, you're made. So you see the purpose of the stool now. It keeps me from coming down to follow. What you mean? Psalms 139 and 14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. David was saying, I refuse to forget that even though I look at my faculties and I marvel at them, I refuse to engage in humanism and worship myself. That I have been made by the creator of the universe. The faculties that I, the faculties that I possess, I did not put there. That God put those faculties there. God gave me intellect. God gave me a brain. God gave me an immune system. God gave me the ability to assimilate knowledge. God gave me these things. And I dare not take that upon myself. Oh, come on. Can you put your hands together one more time? Amen. Oh, I'm getting happy just thinking about it. Realizing that I'm made properly shapes my perspective. That keeps my perspective right. That regardless as how great I might become or you may become. That regardless as to how much I possess. How many homes I own. Regardless as to how much money I have. Or how many degrees I possess. I have to realize that I've been made. And that whatever I have, he has blessed me to possess. And I cannot forget that I have been created by God. I have been made by God. I have been shaped in his image. I'm a created being. And I know sometimes, as you know to me, especially as Americans, we don't want to think that way. But we cannot escape that fact. No more than your child can disown you as a parent. They can never get to the place where they say, well, no, you are not my mommy anymore. No, no, no. Check your birth certificate, baby. <laughs> your child will always be your child. And we will always be made by God. Amen? Amen. Oh, once I realize that, it sets me free. Oh, we're going to talk about it for just a minute. We're going, you know, it sets, it sets me free. Now, normally I preach for about two hours. Is that okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't want to upset my pastor like that. Oh, no, 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 no. But realizing that I'm made properly shapes my perspective and frees me. 
if I refuse to accept that, it limits and restricts me. But like David said, David said, no, 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 no. I might be the king. I may be ruler of all of Israel. But I realized that God made me. And wherever I am, he put me there. Whatever I have, he's blessed me to possess. Whatever authority and influence I have, he has entrusted that to me. But I refuse to think more of myself than I should. I have been made. I have been created by the most high God. I have been formed and designed by him. Amen. Oh, come on, tell your neighbor one more time. You have been made. You know what I mean? Depending on who's doing the counting, you know, just a little bit about how you did just your physical body. You know what I mean? It is said that your body possesses at least a trillion cells. Some say 70 trillion. Many now have stopped in the halfway point and say about 37.2 trillion. How many zeros is that? And every cell is a living organism. Every part of your body is made up of cells. The brain, your hair, your liver, your heart, it is all made up of cells. And every cell has been programmed by DNA. But where did that come from? (laughs) God put that there. Amen. God has fearfully and wonderfully made us. Amen. You're made, you're made by God fearfully and wonderfully have you been created. So that, and I want to get that to settle in. Because see, sometimes, you know, we can, we can get to a place where we can forget that. In the midst of technological advancement, in the midst of doing this and doing that and having the ability to do this and that, I can forget that I've been made. That I have been created. I did not make myself. Being that I did not make myself, I cannot keep myself. Come on now. Come on now. We're getting a little ahead of myself. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was on a road trip. I was on a road trip. We were going on a road trip. My wife and I, and every now and then we'll go on a little road trip, you know. And, uh, and I called myself. I said, I, need, I know I need some, I need, I need a little brake work. You know, I need a little brake work. So I just, I just need some front pads. You know, I just need some front, front brake pads. You know what I mean? And so I took my car, because I didn't have a lot of time. I didn't have a lot of time. I took my car uh, to a local brake shop. And, it, and, you know, and uh, long story short, it took them about four hours just to put brake pads on. And uh, because they didn't understand how my car was made. They, 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 had, they had technical ability, but they did not really understand how to change the brake pads on my car. We are so fearfully and wonderfully made that there, there only God knows how. Come on. God, only God knows how to fix certain things. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. Every, every manufacturer, if, he's, if he knows, this, if he's up on his game, he's going to build into what he makes 
dependence. In other words, he's going to engage in intelligent design so that it's constructed in such a way that if you're going to do a certain thing, you're going to have to come back to him in order to have it done. <laughs> my car, my car, you, you can't even change the oil without a certain tool. That's intelligent design. They did not have to make it that way, but they made it that way so that if you want an oil change, you're going to have to bring it to me and spend over $100 to get your oil change. Oh, <laughs> it's about the dollars. It's about the ducats. But God has made us in such a way that we are still figuring out certain parts about our physical body, let alone the mind and let alone the spirit. He has made us in such a way that if certain things are going to take place, you've got to go back to the manufacturer. You've got to go back to the one who made it. Amen? You've got to go back to the one who created it. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> Being that God has made me and made you, Not only has he created us, but he has made us to be dependent. Because nobody makes something to be independent of them. No man builds a house and doesn't want people to live in it. God made us, he created us, and we are made to depend on him. Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Oh, come on now. I know that. I know that kind of say, oh, no, you say, Pastor, I got it. I can handle it. No, no. There are certain things nobody can handle but God. See, there's nobody. Huh? We are made to depend. Come on, tell somebody you were made to depend on God. <sighs> you were made to depend on God. You say, Pastor, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know about that. Being that God made us, we are dependent upon him to sustain us, maintain us, and repair us. You say, Pastor, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know about that. But let me ask you something. How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> How long can you go without oxygen? How long can you live without water? Do you control the supply of water? How can you go? How long can you go without eating? Some of you are thinking about what you're going to eat when you leave here right now. <laughs> Your body is talking to you while I'm talking to you. <laughs> and you tell me, hurry up, Pastor, because I got my, my, my stomach's growling. Huh? But how long can you go without food? Can you control the chemicals of your body? Can you control the chemicals that balance your brain? Can you stop the process of aging? You say, Pastor, you wish. Hmm. Hmm. And notice that none of those things have anything to do with gender, race, age, none of that. Hmm. None of us. We are dependent upon God to supply those things. We're dependent upon him to, to supply oxygen every day. We're dependent for him to supply water every day. We're dependent on him to supply food every day. We're dependent upon him to control our anatomies and to maintain the balances that are in our body. Amen. We're dependent upon God to do that. We are made to depend on God. 
<laughs> and I'm happy to depend on him. Anybody here, are you happy to depend on him? <laughs> because there is nobody that's more dependable. And there's nobody who loves to supply like God loves to supply. Amen? God takes care of us. God provides for us. Can we give him a hand of praise for that? I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a slide for this, but here's a, here's a point that, that you might want to write down if you got something to write with, you know what I mean? But, but anything that's made depends upon the one who made it. So once I realize that I'm made, it frees me. Because there are certain things I don't have to worry about. Because I didn't make myself. That's why your children, when they're in your house, they don't come to you and say, well, are we, you know, and worry about, oh, 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 are we going to have anything to eat today? Are the lights going to stay on today? Oh, oh, I'm just so upset. I don't know. I don't know. Am I, am I going to have anything to wear? I don't know. Is there, is there going to be any food in the pantry? No, they don't, they're not thinking about that. Because they realize, no, 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 I came through you, therefore I'm dependent upon you, and you have a responsibility to supply my need. Oh, once I realize that I've been made, amen, it frees me from worrying about stuff. I know that God is going to take care of me. I know that God is going to provide for me. I know that he's going to supply, amen. He wants me to be concerned about pleasing him and doing his will, but I don't have to worry about my needs being met because I did not make myself. Oh, come on, can you put your hands together for Jesus? <laughs> God is the only one who depends upon no one or nothing outside of himself to exist. He is totally self-existent. He doesn't need oxygen. He doesn't need water. He doesn't need food. He doesn't need anything. He is the only one who does not need anything to continue to exist because nothing gave birth to God. No one made God. Therefore, God is not dependent on anyone to keep him going. But being that God made us, we are dependent upon him to supply this planet with oxygen and water. We are dependent upon him to balance the chemicals in our body. We are dependent upon him whether I realize that or not. But once I realize, man, I've been made, I've been made, so I'm free. I know that God is going to take care of me, that God is not only my creator, but God is my father. Oh, hallelujah. And that's why the Lord Jesus talked about in Matthew 6 and in Luke 12. He said, why are you worrying? Why are you worrying about what you're going to wear? Why are you worrying about what you're going to eat? He said, look at the sparrows. They are not worrying about this and about that. Look at the lilies of the field. Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed like one of those. If God cares for the grass that is here today and gone tomorrow, how much more will he care for you? Amen. Your father knows what you need. He said, your father. No, he didn't say just your God. He said, your father. In other words, the one who has given birth to you knows what you need, and he's faithful to supply your every need. Oh, come on. Can we give God praise in the house of God? 
I got to sit down, y'all. That's why I said, you got to sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Therefore, it is a waste of time and energy for you to worry. Once you realize that you've been made. It's a waste of time for you to worry. Because worrying can't do anything for you. It can't add anything to you. Worrying can't produce anything. But the one who made you will gladly provide for you. Amen? 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 You know, I was, you know, I'm coming to a close, y'all. I got to come to a close. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was trying to get points with my wife. You know, because after 38 years, you still got to get points. You know, you just can't say, well, been married for 38 years and I can just, you know, I can just, 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 you know what I mean, be slack on the job. No, that's a mistake. Because you can still be sleeping on the couch after 38 years. You can still have get chill bumps in August after 38 years. So I, I say, well, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to clean up. I'm going to clean, you know. I can't cook, but I can clean. Yeah. <laughs> I can cook now. Don't let, me, don't let me do much cooking, but I can clean now. And so I say, you know, I'm going to do some vacuuming. And I want to make sure that the lines are in the carpet. I want to make sure I want to make sure that when she comes home, she can see the lines. Because I want her to see my effort. I want her to see those lines in the carpet. And I'm going to crisscross them. I want her to notice the pattern. So I got my vacuum cleaner out. You know what I mean? And getting ready to vacuum. But it wouldn't come on. I said, you know what? The devil is a liar. <laughs> Trying to steal my points, man. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm somewhat dexterous. I can, you know, fix certain things. And so, you know, I'm, of course, I take the vacuum cleaner. I turn it upside down. I take off the base of it. Look at the belt. And you do all of this and do all of that. Still, you know what I mean? It's not working. So I heard just a whisper in my spirit to look at the outlet. (laughs) And at first I didn't want to look. I said, no, I'm not looking at the outlet, no. Look at the outlet. No, I put in too much effort trying to fix it. I'm not looking at the outlet. No, look at the store, look at the outlet. And sure enough, I looked at the outlet, and it was not plugged in. <laughs> Here's a point I want to make from that. Being that God made me and I'm dependent upon him, I function best connected to him. I'm going to come down for this one now. <laughs> got to catch it now. Being that God made me in you, 
and being that we are dependent upon him. I function at my optimum when I'm connected to him. I can be fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, just like that vacuum cleaner. It had a lot of features on it. You can vacuum the steps. You can vacuum the curtains. It's got all kind of attachments and everything. huh? But being that it was unplugged, nothing was working. None of the attachments meant anything. None of the tools meant anything. Because it was not plugged in to the proper power source. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. I've got all kinds of faculties. I've got all kinds of abilities. But unless I'm plugged in, unless I'm plugged in, I say, unless I'm plugged in to God, unless I'm plugged in to God, I don't function the way I'm supposed to function. My mind doesn't function the way that it was designed to function. And spiritually, I'm dead if I'm not plugged in. But thank God for Jesus. I say thank God for Jesus. I say thank God for Jesus that he came to reconcile us and to plug us back in. Oh, come on and give God praise in the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, tell somebody I've been plugged in. I've been plugged in and I refuse to unplug myself. You guys sit down, Pastor. Sit down. <laughs> it's important. It's very important because we are living in a day and a time when people are beginning to think that I can function apart from God. Our culture has begun to think that we can function apart from God. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you that the day is coming when the most high will stand and let the world know that you cannot live apart from me. You cannot function apart from me. Don't confuse my grace with permission. No, 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 no. You need me. I made you. You may be advanced. You may have knowledge, but don't forget that I'm the one that made you. I created your brain so that you can assimilate knowledge. You've been made by me. You depend upon me and you function best when you are connected to me. Oh, hallelujah. And I know, I know I'm a, little, I'm a little excited. But I love God. I love God. Come on, tell your neighbor, stay plugged in. We're living in a day and a time now when you got to fight to stay plugged in. When some of even the people who say they're Christians are seeing how loose their connection can be and still be saved. But a loose connection is bad, just as bad as being disconnected altogether. Huh? You ever had an appliance and you know what I mean? It didn't come on. It was halfway plugged in. Amen. Amen. But this is a day and a time when we can't be halfway plugged in. I can't be one way. Half, half of the, half of the prong of the, of the plug is in the socket and the other half is out. No, you got to be all the way plugged in so that you can get from God everything that you need because we need him more now like never before. I need his power. I need his wisdom. I need his direction. I need his, his favor. We need him to like never before. Come on, tell somebody again. Stay plugged in. Oh, come on and stand and give God praise. Oh, come on and give God praise. Oh, come on and give God praise. 
Come on, stay plugged in now. Stay plugged in. Come on and give him a shout. Give him a shout. Give him a shout. Come on and give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah.